Congratulations, Mike, on this new role. Can you tell us a little bit about it? What are you going to be doing? What are your mission? So a lone soldier, first of all, there are different kinds of lone soldiers. There are those that come from within Israel mm-hmm. and those that come from outside of Israel. So the ones that come from outside of Israel are males and females that come from foreign countries and come to serve in the army and live in Israel by themselves without their parents. Okay. Okay. Then there are Israeli lone soldiers who uh, come from, uh, let's say, problematic families or families that cannot maintain their children at home or various of uh, reasons. And so they live on their own. So lone soldiers who come from abroad are usually pretty highly motivated and want to serve in the military. Uh, but why do they need help? Why do they need help? Many of them come to Israel without anything. Mm-hmm. And those of them that come with something, you know, they're still coming without their family, without their parents. And believe it or not, mothers and fathers, you only have one. And if we are decent children in decent families, our parents' job is to support the efforts of their children. So, so, so tell us know, how they, tell us how you are you supporting them. What do you what is your offering? Okay, so we deal with these young men and women before, during, and after their service in the army, hmm. and it's anything from helping them go through the orientation program uh, process of how to draft, which way to draft. You know, in Israel today. There are essentially three different ways to go to the army, to the Israeli army. One is machal, right? Machal means mitnatvechutz or volunteers from outside the country. Mm-hmm. There are males and females that do not have Israeli citizenship and come to serve for 18 months. Jewish. You have to be Jewish. You have to be Jewish. Or, you know, who knows what the de- definition of Jewish is today. But yes, you have to you have to bring a letter from a rabbi saying that you're Jewish, and that letter has to be verified. No, I just want to make clear that it's not like a mercenary outfit of people from abroad who want no. to come and serve an Israeli army. It's not mercenaries. No, no. You have to be Jewish. Yes, you're right. You're right in what you say. Um, the second way is Garin Sabar. Mm-hmm. Garin Sabar is essentially with the scouts of Israel, where they come and become part of a group live together either on a kibbutz or in an apartment building like in Ranana, do their service, but they're making aliyah. They have to become Israeli citizens. And the third way to join the army is to simply come by yourself and make aliyah by yourself through either the Ministry of Interior Mm. or through Nefesh Benefesh or an organization that helps you make aliyah. Now, now the army knows and recognizes lone soldiers and gives them benefits. So what are you doing that's added to help out? Okay. Well, first of all, you have to understand what benefits are. Depending upon what type of lone soldier you are, you may only get part of the benefits. If you're going to be, let's say, come out, coming from outside of Israel, you'll get the full plethora of benefits, which means a paycheck that is bigger than the normal Israeli or the regular Israeli that serves in the army. Mm-hmm. You get uh, 1,300 shekels uh, a month for rent subsidy to help, you, uh, to, to help you pay for rent while you're in the army. 
you get 150 shekels a month on your Hoger or your Army ID card to go shopping at a supermarket. And during the holidays, you'll also get certain cards, you know, uh, gift cards that can help defer some of the costs of life. Right. But having said all that, those are all exterior items. How about somebody who talks to you about uh, what it means to draft in the Army Hmm. and consider what unit to go to and to decide if you want to become combat or non-combat, become become a medic or work in a kitchen, to, you know, be to be in intelligence or or a pilot. Who's talking to you about that? Nobody, essentially. So that's, what, that's where you soldier, step in, yes? That's where I step in also. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also, when they have problems with their commanders or or with the Army itself, who are they speaking to? You know, they only know what they have in front of them, which is as as a soldier is their commander. Now, have you been able to develop relationships to be the point person that can have this contact between the soldier, lone soldier, and their commanders or the rest of the military? You ask a great question. I have, over the years, built a relationship with the Army, hmm. with commanders, with the medical, medical, medical profession, and with the mental health profession. So if a young person is in the Army and is having a rough time, they can call me and say, Mike, I'm having a problem. I'm not happy. I don't understand things. Who do I talk to? How do I get this resolved? And that's where I sit and I talk with them and understand where their problem is coming from and talk to the right people to connect them the right way. Listen, there are also occasions where a person has made Aliyah or has come to Israel serving in the army Mm. and their family outside of the army has a crisis. Somebody passes away or a financial crisis. They don't know what to do. So I help them to, to understand the problem and decide who the right people are within the army network to get them the answer they need. Mike, can you put it into a bit of perspective for us? How many uh, lone soldiers are we talking about that receive counseling or help from Kipolim in Israel? Well, I can tell you that there are approximately 7,200 lone soldiers in Israel. Wow. Okay. From that, approximately 48% of them are Israeli lone soldiers. So how, how many are turning to uh, Kipolim in Israel to you uh, to, for help? Hundreds? Uh, dozens? Well, I can tell you that right now, for example, we have about approximately 200 soldiers mm-hmm. from around the world who have turned to us uh, and, and are getting some kind of mental health program to help them uh, deal with their, their issues. Excellent. Mike, can you tell me a or, little bit about your motivation? Why did you want to get involved in this? I know you were a lone soldier, but what's behind it? So that's a great question. When I was a lone soldier... The concept of having anything as a lone soldier didn't exist. In my service, I was a soldier in 1982, from 1982 to 1985. The only thing the Army gave me was a ceramic mug <laughs> with a broken handle <laughs> from Agudala Manahayal. And that's all I got. So we've come a long so, way. 
So we've come a long way. It's amazing how far we've come, you know. And how, how do soldiers get in touch with uh, you and, and Kipolim in Israel? Well, you know, in many cases, it's word of mouth. People and family, because I also uh, help oversee uh, uh, lone soldier groups as well as lone soldier parent support groups. So the parents know, listen, if we have a problem, call Mike. If we're having a problem and we can't get in touch with somebody, call Mike. And I have a network of, a network of people within Kipolim and other organizations that I will work with in order to get the right answer quickly. Okay, Mike Meyerheim, the new director of Keep Olim in Israel Zone and Olim Soldiers Unit. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure.